Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Man, We're Too Old for This, here on the Eternal Network. I'm your host, the experienced some called Jason, and with me today is... Blur Don of the Ville, the Todd Father. CDL113, the droid you're looking for. The token, forgetful of what society he lives in, Tarky. And today we're going to be talking about both Black Widow and Loki. Both of them are on Disney+, Plus, but Black Widow, I suggest you go to the theaters, it'll be cheaper. Uh, a warning before we get started, this will be spoiler-filled, so if you haven't seen these yet, skip this, go watch them, then come back. Pay that $30. Disney needs your money. Yeah, that. the reason I'm going to be quiet for the first 15 minutes of this, talking about Black Widow, is because I was like, ah, I've got Disney+, Plus. I'll just watch it there. Oh, I don't want to spend $30 to watch one movie once to talk about it. I have failed us as a member. Hey, I have Disney Plus, and I'm not spending thirty dollars to play to watch one movie. All of you are unfaithful to the mouse. Is the mouse going to pay my car pay or no, car payments or house payments? It might. I highly doubt it. I ain't seen a dime from the mouse. Anyway, let's get on to Black Widow so we don't spend fifteen minutes griping about Disney Plus. Okay, fair enough. All right, Todd, I think me and you are the only ones that have seen it. Yep. So what did you think overall? Eh, it was okay. It's a mid-tier MCU. They don't, they actually don't break formula. Um, It's got funny spots, you know, which are always nice. Um, I was surprised by nothing. Um... It was for me. It was just kind of meh. You know, I I went into it with kind of lowered expectations. So, you know, it I was not disappointed with it. But I, I have I have heard people go, oh, it's one of the top five MCU movies, and it's the greatest MCU movie. Now, nah, as people at Disney are paying, which you know, if they decide they want to pay me, I will tell that damn lie. But. But okay. free? No, it's not that good. On a scale of one to ten, what did you go into it with? What I think it was going to be? Yeah. I thought it was going to be Iron Man 3. It ended up being Doctor Strange. Okay. Or Ant-Man. Well, no, I take that lot back. I like Doctor Strange a little bit. And I liked it. It The first Ant-Man. Okay. I like the first Ant-Man because of, truthfully, the two scenes with Luis is what kind of sold me on that movie. Black Widow's in that it's in that Ant-Man range for me. It's something that I don't mind that I paid to go see it. I wouldn't pay to see it again. Yeah. But if it comes on the TV, you'll watch it. If it comes on TV, it would it would be background noise because one of the reasons why it rates so low with me, it didn't have that scene. You know. That grabbed you. Yeah. The thing is, I ain't super crazy about in-game the movie. I'm crazy about in-game that last fight scene. Yeah, yeah. So, and Black Widow did not have one of those. The action in it is good, but it, none of it, it just didn't grab me. Yeah. It, would you say that part of the reason for that is you already know how she's going to die? That helped. And then... And, and truthfully, even if, even if they had, if they had placed this movie kind of where it belonged, like if they'd have done it just right after Civil War, 
the suspend the the fact that you know she could potentially bite it would be there though you know she's not going to but the movie in itself is just it's just weak it's just not it's it's like it wanted to be winter soldier but they didn't get the right writers to write them a winter soldier type story uh the MacGuffin is very MacGuffin-y. It's, it's very... One of the things that I didn't like about it is it, it takes away the responsibility of the act of the character. Natasha has done dirt. You know, she's from Avengers. She's going, I got red in my ledger. Loki was mocking her, you know. Your ledger's dripping blood. You're a murderer. Murderer. In service of murderers. You're not a good person. Yeah. And that's kind of the thing where I, I think the the fandom the outside folks kind of lost it when Joss Whedon in Ultron was talking about where she was saying, you think you're the only monster on this team. And they and for some reason, they took it that, that she was saying, well, I'm a monster because I can't have kids. No, she's a monster because she's a murderer. She is a mass murderer. She's an assassin. Yeah. And and which ties into actually all three films. She blew up a kid. She knowingly blew up a kid. She looked at a little girl and she hit the button and blew her ass the fuck up. To show that she's a good person, she feels bad about it. And Black Black Widow the movie takes that. Oh, no, 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 she just burned, and we'll go into that later, but yeah, it's, no, you, they basically took away the motivation. It went from Spider-Man being guilty about letting the person that kill eventually kills Uncle Ben go to find out, oh, no, 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 it what they did a Spider-Man 3, oh, no, 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 it wasn't that guy, it was his partner that did it. So even if you'd have caught this dude, yeah, Uncle Ben's still going to catch a bullet. You know, when they changed it from the burglar to to Sandman killing Uncle Ben, yeah, it really took away Spider-Man's driving motivation. Black Widow does that for Natasha. Because you could tell it was that little girl was, was out of all her murders. That's the one that bothered her. So they took that. No, 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 no. You know, and that's, that's something that kind of goes throughout the movie is you are dealing with a quote-unquote fake family of Russian assassins. They're murderers. You know, they they make out the mom character, what's her name, Melina, to kind of be, well, she's kind of a hero. But yeah, the whole reason why you have all these little girls that are brainwashed in the Black Widow program, it's her. She's doing that. She's the one that's been doing this shit for the past 20-some years. And it's like the second she goes, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to stop doing that. And it's like, oh, all's forgiven. You know, the hell with the thousands of these girls that you've done this shit to. Oh, it was probably only hundreds. No, when you saw that, when you saw that board where he had, where, where you had all the Black Widows stationed all over the world. No, it was a thousand motherfuckers there. Fair enough. I was not, I was just thinking about the squad you had on their little secret yeah, base. Yeah, talking about just that, just that. You know, maybe 50 that you see training there, 
I'm talking about when you know all the ones that have when Harvey Weinstein pulls up the pulls up the big worldview thing with all the little white dots of all the black widows he's got stationed all over the world. Now it's it's it's, th- it's thousands and sons of bitches. Yeah, you got twenty one years worth of, and you know that's you know I, I don't like I said they 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 kind of. Screwed the pooch with that one. When no, he's they're murderers. Yeah, yeah. Was, and and for Natasha to work, she has to be a murderer. That's why she was willing to pitch herself off off, off of that cliff to stop Thanos to bring those people back. Was that was her finally cleaning the red in a ledger? Yeah. Well, that just means she was still bothered by all the other murders she had done. You know, irregardless of this one little girl that, you know, well, I only maimed this little girl and, you know, had her dad turn her into a monster. Eh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, if, if the movie would have had more weight is if after they used the the widow dust on Taskmaster, if she'd still, if the one line she told Natasha was, I hate you. That would have had weight. Instead, it was like, oh, is he gone? Like, her father was the worst thing that ever happened to her. No, the worst thing that ever happened to you was the bitch that blew you up. Dad may have used you. This heifer tried to kill you. She looked you in your face and blew you up. That would have had weight. It, it, from what you're saying, it would have had weight if she had said, oh, he's dead? Good. Now, I hope you, you know, I hope she still insulted Black Widow somehow. She, or she's punched a, her in the face or something, you know. Yeah. Yeah, that, when that scene was happening, you know, and the gas gets her face, she was coughing. I, you know, I was sitting next to Travis with the group we went with, and I leaned over to Travis and, you know, it would still make sense if she wanted to kill that heifer. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and that's, and it had that, it was very Wonder Woman 1984 in that let's remove all the, the, the heroine's dirt. It really didn't make a difference what she did. The second she decides I should be forgiven, she's forgiven. And it's like all the dirt didn't happen. That that goes for Natasha. That goes for that goes for Natasha, Melina, Yelena. Hell, more like well, hell. And they had uh, Red Guardian so goddamn goofy. It's almost like something like the serum went wrong with him in jail or something because. At the beginning, when you see him young, yeah, he's a super soldier. You know, Captain America type, Winter Soldier type, serious super soldier. He go when they get him out of prison, he's a fucking doof. He's a doof. He's supposed to be the muscle, but hell, one fight that he's in, he don't win. Well. If you go back to the Red Guardian from the books, one of them, there's been, what, three or four? Yeah, it's been three or four. One of them had been juiced with a, the Soviet version of the super soldier f- uh, formula, but he took a serious blow to the head, and it brain damaged him. The trick is, if I got if I got to know that, if that's the excuse they're using in the movie, then you need to show him take a blow to the head, because... Oh, they didn't show anything? There's no... He goes from badass... When he's young, to when they break him out of jail, he's a doof. Wow. Well, that's classic Disney formula of if we can't use you for 
being like muscly and attractive for us. We're just gonna have you be comic. Yeah. And that's and that's literally what they did to him. I'm I'm not saying I didn't like the doof character, but it didn't make sense because he seemed like a completely different SOB from who you see at the beginning. It that may have been one of those things that ended up on the cutting room floor. Well, that was one of those things that hell they realized it it was the arrow effect. Mr. Terrific has the sucking arrow because he's a cooler character than Arrow. If you put a functioning super soldier in there, it reduces the girl power. Because all the girl power are, is skill. Fairly, fairly normal skill while this motherfucker can flip a car. Yeah. Know, he, he really should have owned Taskmaster. The second he got his hands on him or her, yeah, that, that, that should have been the end of it. He ended up needing saving. Because Melina is the one that actually comes, because Taskmaster's got him down. And she comes and like pushes, pushes Taskmaster in the cell and shuts the door on him. Yeah. So, like I said, what they did with Taskmaster, hell, anybody their mama could see coming. Uh, Patrick, who was sitting next to me in the movie, guessed who Taskmaster was. The first time it shows up, because when he walks, I was like, Mm. And Patrick didn't know, and Patrick was like, "That's old boy's daughter." And I'm like, "Yeah." I don't know if I guessed as early as Patrick, but I guessed fairly early. Yeah, she he immediately went, "Oh, that's Drakeall's daughter." I I have not seen the movie, but what did it for me was was the second or the third trailer that I saw. Some way that the character playing Taskmaster moved. It's like. Dudes don't move that way because we've got junk down there. Even if it's in a in a you know jock strap, you, yeah, know, you some, can't sometimes, you can't you can't move that way, you know, unless you're Jean-Claude Van Damme. Sometimes when you see the character walk, the walk ain't quite right. Yeah. And you know, unless you've been like like I said, Jean-Claude Van Damme, who's been practicing being able to do the fucking split since he was a kid, guys can't maneuver certain ways because well it hurts. We have a certain nerve package down there that goes, nope, you're not going to do that. But now, shooting, most of the time you see Taskmaster, it's a male stuntman. Uh, the reveal has the worst CGI I think I've ever seen. Did you notice that, Jason? No, not particularly. Yeah, in the big reveal, when they pop the, the helmet off, when you get that side shot, you can tell that's the dude's body, but they have superimposed uh, the woman's head on there. So, so like, it's this big kind of body, but the head is like like the way they draw Hulk. It, the head is little. Yeah, I caught that one. That was one of them that I was like, ooh, damn. <laughs> so despite having an overall positive review of this thing, you do have a lot of negatives to attribute to it. It's the reason why it's down there better than Iron Man 3, but not any higher than Ant-Man. I think I probably liked it a little more than you. Uh, And I think the... I think the casual movie viewer is going to like it just fine. You know, if you like the Black Widow and the other stuff, you'll like this fine. Uh, I don't really disagree with most of your criticism. Though I would go out and say I really like the whole family unit. Those were the part. Truthfully, it was the parts at the dinner table and stuff like that. Like I said, 
I didn't. I like the Red Garden character. Even with him being a doof, the scenes where the where the family, quote unquote, was together. Truthful is what saved the movie for me. Cause the rest of it, I'm kind of, I'm really, I'm really, really meh about. Uh, I particularly like the uh, quote unquote sister, Yelena. I liked all the kind of interactions they had. Yeah, uh, I kind of look forward to seeing her and some other stuff. I, one of one of the things that I kind of go uh about is Scarlett finally gets a mo- finally gets her movie, and she's still outstaged. She just outstaged by another woman instead of a guy. I could have, I could have done. I like Yelena. It that is a it is a great movie to set up Yelena as Black Widow going forward. Assuming what happens in Loki, don't fuck all that up. But but yeah, it was it was as much a Yelena movie as it was a Natasha movie. They managed to reduce Natasha a hell of a lot in that because she's gone from being kind of like the best that the Red Room has ever produced to just another Black Widow. That was that was another one of the things why I, why I was talking about the Mar- Marvel formula in that you know Marvel kind of likes having the hero fight their dark reflection. Yeah, that's all Taskmaster turned out to be. Yeah, that's true. All right, well, let me ask y'all this: Easter eggs, and did they have a Stan Lee photo or something somewhere? I didn't look for a Stan photo in it. I wouldn't be surprised if they did, but I didn't see one. How about Easter eggs? Uh, you did have him arm wrestling Ursa Major. Mm-hmm. That was the one that I caught. Now, you you know, he wasn't out in bear form or anything. But, but his name was... Because when, when, when you first see the Red Guardian in prison, he's just arm wrestling. Not He's got somebody tattooing his back, and he's just arm wrestling dude after dude after dude. And you have this great, big, huge fucker come up. Yeah. And kind of dissing, because Red Guardian's whole thing is he likes talking about how he fought Captain America. And you have Ursa basically go, what year did you fight it? Oh, it was like 84. And they go, ha, you're lying, because, you know, ha. He was still in the ice back then. And Red Guard's like, you call me a liar? And he breaks his arm. <laughs> and they both laugh about it. I mean, dude's arm is like rubbery floppy, and they both like, ha, 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 ha. That also set, but That also sets up a like a story of what was Captain America doing after he traveled back in time to live with Peggy. Or you had the 1950s commie smasher cat running around. Or Bradley or something about it. Yeah. yeah. Or dude just crazy. You're lying. Because doof version of Red Guardian, you could see him making that shit up. Yeah. Because he was all about the glory. Well, even the young him, though, is kind of, you can kind of tell us about the glory. Yeah. So, you know. All right, we probably need to wrap up Black Widow. Uh, so overall, though, I think we'd both say, you know, go to the theater and watch it if you're a Marvel fan. Yeah. But do it. But don't pay the $30. Do like we oh, did. And the matinee and pay like five bucks for it. You'll like it a hell of a lot better for $5. So moving on to Loki, the last episode came out uh, yesterday. Well, yesterday as of the recording. Who wants to start us off with their opinion on Loki? Keeping in mind, you know, we've got 15 minutes, so don't drag it out too long. Because there's four of us. Start us off. All right, go ahead. 
I enjoyed all six episodes. Uh, I like the little Easter eggs that you saw throughout all the the whole series. Uh, you know, some of the name drops. Uh, if you've read any of their, you know, what if style books over the years, the possibilities of a what if, you know, really, really kind of rang through. And, you know, as a comic nerd, you knew who the big bad was going to, the reveal was going to be by the end. Because, you know, you kept seeing the images of Immortus and stuff at, at the TVA. And then, like, when he gets to the uh, Loki, the, was it the end world or whatever you want to call it? The Void? The Void. You know, all the little, you know, Easter eggs that they had in that just, you know, cracked me up, tickled me to death. You know, Throg, the, the Thanos Chopper, you know, all that. And then the, the various Lokis. I love the old dude in the classic outfit. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because he because that was that was the first time that you've ever seen comic book Loki. I hate the fact that they that the MCU has got it real bad about any time they put a character in a classic outfit, they always put them in an outfit that looks like they got it from Party Mart. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And most and most of the times I wind up liking it better anyway. Yeah, and that's that's kind of my thing. Try. You know, don't don't diss the comic book shit to try and make yours look better. See what you could do with the comic book shit. As my uncle used to say, dance with the one that brung you. You know, uh, as far as as far as me, Marvel gets props because they leaked an image before episode six of King Loki there on the throne, and everybody's like, "Ha! Loki's behind it all," which you know would have actually kind of gone, "Okay, Nate," you know. There is there is one of them that they're actually gonna leave evil. Nice. Yeah. But you know, Jonathan, I don't I didn't care for one through four. I found them boring. I watched it because, you know, it was one of those kind of things where I I went into it knowing this is gonna be the show that they established a the multiverse. There's a reason why this comes before what if. Yeah. Sweet. Get to the point. So it was like, now that I realize that, I'm going to watch this shit, but it was, it, I wasn't impressed with his love story. Uh, okay, Loki's a narcissist. He loves himself. Haha, <laughs> that's neat. I didn't need it to be the focus. Uh, episode three, where he, quote unquote, comes out as bisexual. I think they will want more play from that than they got, because it was like, see, he's bisexual. It's representation, and instead of anger, you got, ha, he's the mother of Odin's eight-legged horse. He's done worse. Yep. If you know Loki, you have reduced him by making him bisexual. Because Loki ain't it. Loki's into every damn thing. Yep. Well, now, hold up. In the myth, it's not that he was necessarily into the horse. He just had a job to do. Yeah, he had to distract the horse. You get the impression in the myth, truthfully, that he had to distract the horse and things went a little too far. The fact of the matter is, Loki's got children that's animals. Yep. Did he distract Jormagan's mother? Did he distract the the Fenris wolf's, you know, mother? Yeah, it, Loki's into some shit. Yep. That was, that was their chance. If they wanted pansexuality, that's your boy. Because he's into some shit. But anyway, uh, 
I went through most of it kind of, you know, with the typical questions. Why are these normal people? And then when they go, well, they're variants of people. I'm sitting there going, you, a lot of the fight scenes, I was sitting there going, you do remember Loki's a damn-ass guardian, right? Now, that was one problem I had with it is they, they in, a, in the original Avengers, when he fought Cap, it's like they remembered that, yeah, he's way stouter physically than a, than a human. Yeah. And in this, it's like they constantly forgot. Yeah, it, you know, I'm like, this, this cat's an Asgardian. If, if these folks ain't something else, yeah, he really ought to be beating the shit out of these people. Yeah. I, now, and it's very possible the TVA agents could be juiced. You know, they've got tech for that kind of stuff. But. Yeah, and, and when he was in the TVA world, okay, yeah, your magic don't work right. Yeah, but that ain't magic. That's just what you are. The magic yeah, yeah, is spells. The fact that that son of a bitch can pick up a bus is just his race. Yeah, that's yeah, just what frost giants can do, dog. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, like I said, I, six was the one that I enjoyed. Uh, I did not actually expect Jonathan Major to ever show up in it. Because look at it. Look at the history of it. They were going, oh, Dr. Strange is going to show up in WandaVision. He ain't shit. Yeah. Oh, this person's going to show up in Cap. Captain and Falcon and the Winter Soldier. You get shit. Oh, Kang's gonna be the guy that bullshit. And truthfully, it wasn't Kang, but it was Kang. <laughs> but you know, you go, I ain't no way in hell. They go, holy shit, that's Jonathan Major. Sweet. I did not realize it was Immortus until the, you know, until the very kind of end scene reveal. Yeah. Because I had, you know, I just, I wasn't thinking about it. I had blanked on the on who it was they had cast for Kang, I hadn't made that connection. And uh I mean if he'd been in his hat, I'd recognize him immediately. Without the hat, you know, at the big reveal I suddenly realized, wait a second, what was that guy wearing? Oh yeah. Then I pulled up a picture of Immortus to double check. And the trick is, while they had him dressed like Immortus, it wasn't Immortus. It was he who remains. That's actually a different character. Oh, okay. And that that was the that was in his rambling rant, which is like I said, he was, he was, uh, you remember the 90s X-Men where you had Apocalypse in the Citadel of Time? You remember the little, the dude that was harassing Bishop, the dude that was like the janitor? They was crazy as hell, and then at the end of it, he turns out to be Immortus? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He reminded me of that guy. It was like he'd been there so long that he'd gone nuts. But that wasn't Immortus, and he tells you as much. Yeah. He's the... He's the one that survived the last time you had a, mul a multiversal war. He was he who remains. That was the whole thing when, when they asked him, well, don't you mind about dying? And he's like, well, the thing is, you kill me, the multiversal war starts, my variants start, and I end up back here. That's the reason why when Sylvie kills him, he's like, see you soon. Yeah, he knew the punchline of the joke. Yeah, because he actually says... Hey, it's reincarnation thing. You know, it ain't so bad. So, the next him you get is Amoris. That's just it. You hadn't had Kang the Conqueror yet. You hadn't had Immortus yet. This is, this is the iteration before them. He's basically warning you. You don't... You, you want to prune these things because my variant's a bitch. And some of them are, are really, really rough. 
And when they basically go, but that's the reason why he don't really care if they kill him or not, because they know he knows he's coming back, or a version of him is coming back. Yeah. He actually tells them, "Yeah, I'm, I'm tired. I've been here eons. I'm tired. So either take over for me, which lets him either go die, do something else, or kill me." And take my place. And I get a breather, because there'll be another me. <laughs> there'll be another me that shows up. But you're going to go through some... Basically, you can kill me and I get a break, but you're going to go through some shit. Yeah. Now, I am curious to see him, when, see him show up and play Kang to see, to see the difference in how he plays Kang. Because if he plays Kang as goofy, he's going to be wrecked. Yeah, yeah. Now, he, he shows up as Kang, he, he's got to be rough. he got... That whole goofy shit's got to go somewhere. Yeah, he, but even the statue you see at the very end, it's a very serious-looking version of the dude. Yep. But yeah, that timeline is all... But hell, by the time the show ends, that timeline is all fucked. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Tyler, what'd you think? Uh, all six episodes enjoyed. Uh, like, the inconsistencies, I'm just used to at this point with Disney. Like, I don't like them, but I know they're going to happen. I so much enjoyed the entire progress of Loki slowly becoming agitated with the person that he is. Because he just realizes, like, time and time again, like, I kind of wish I could just not be this guy. <laughs> Which is an important thing in reminding you he is a variant of Loki. He's a variant of the quote-unquote true Loki. You know, he had to compress his learn I'm learn how not to be a piece of shit in like two episodes. Rather than the years it took in the movies. Yeah, in the mo they had to catch him up to the movies. Yeah. In those couple episodes. And you know, watching the video of his mother dying, you know, had a big part of that, and, you know, knowing you know, the, the knowing he had to hit or the other version of him had led those people to his mother. Well, like both seeing the mistakes and at the end yeah, I tried to protect my brother. You know, realizing that at the end of this line, I'm not hated. And just probably seeing how pathetic so many of him were in that second last episode. Yeah, in episode five, when he's like just watching, watch, he's literally watching all the backstabs happen and going, This is how dumb I am. Yeah, well, you know, you're in a trash world. They're literally, there's no power involved in being king. They're literally fighting over a chair. Yep. Yeah, that, that's, and he's just like, and, like, the only people that recognize this, and he's sitting, he's probably thinking this is the alligator, the child, and the old man. Well, the child had the chair, so he might have been fighting for it if he didn't have it. Now the kid, a kid, a kid stood up and left. Well, yeah, make a fair point there. He grabbed the alligator, his friend, followed the old man, and left. And the old man had realized, even, yeah. well, what made the old man a variant the TVA went after was basically him realizing that and getting up to go fix it. Yeah, because you, you, the one line that the kid says is, every time we try to change, we end up here. Mm -hmm. Which plays off of the comic version of the story with Kid Loki, where it was all about Loki you know, wanting to change and kind of not being able to. Yeah, there were a lot of things in there that I just liked. And I like Taylor. I enjoyed it all the way through. But 
I'm a big fan of old school Doctor Who, so quirky time travel is kind of my thing. Like, I only had three major complaints about it. Was that one, the TVA made such little sense outside of knowing, like, this is a dude trying to keep the multiverse from happening because a war happened. Like, you get told that, but also you get told that, like, the timekeepers have always existed, but they allowed it to happen once. And then they don't explain, they're like, oh, we're sorry about this. This is why we're doing it. It's just like, oh, yeah. Uh, it's just like a bunch of stuff that could you could have explained circularly, but instead you just left it untied whatsoever. And the fact that Loki just is unable to catch that for the first, like, four episodes kind of bothers me. The trick is, did they always exist, or is that just a lie that they told themselves? Yeah, that, that's what I figure it's going to come down to. That's well, the lie or the lie that... Well, no, no, the thing is... Well, of course it was a lie. The timekeepers didn't actually exist. They were just animatronics. The lie is that this thing happened, but then you back up and go, well, what? if you're the timekeepers, you know what the timeline is. Why didn't you start stopping this from the beginning? But instead, their entire propaganda is, this happened. And then the timekeepers. But the timekeepers already should have known it was happened. They're the timekeepers. Like, you take it apart at the very beginning and go, well, this makes no fucking sense. Well, how many cults, how many cults make sense, though? And how many times do cults? Right. But the massive cult members figure it out. But I'm not talking about the cultists. I'm talking about the guy that hates it, Loki. Doesn't figure it out while listening to the whole spiel. No, no, no. The, the second he hears the story, he's mocking it, so he doesn't believe it from jump. Right, but, he has, but that's, that's, that's not the question. The question is, even if you believe it, the story itself doesn't explain anything. And Loki never touches that. He's just like, oh, you're just listening to some goofball lies instead of, like, going, this is why it doesn't make sense. Tie this knot for me. Instead of, like, Explain for yourself how this makes sense. He the just thing is, you're talking about disregards early, it. Early in the show, Loki's whole thing is, I'm trying not to get deleted. The first, the first two or three episodes of Loki is Loki trying to survive. Yeah, because he sees real early that they take your ass out. So yeah. his thing is... I'm trying, I'm doing every damn thing I can to survive this. He ain't trying to deconstruct the TVA. There's a limit to how, how uh, much he's going to agitate him. Except there wasn't. He, in the first episode, he's sitting there breaking out and toying with people. Well, he's breaking out trying to get the hell away. And he can't. He can teleport around the spot. He can't teleport the hell out of the spot. And that's where he ends up back in the room where he sees the thing with his mom dying and all that kind of shit. And that's when he's kind of like, ah, hell. But yeah, Loki, the first few episodes of Loki is Loki basically running game to keep from being deleted like that guy that was in line in front of him. Yeah. Because you notice he's full on king of Asgard until he sees that dude get deleted and his whole fucking attitude changes. Yeah, Jennifer watched the whole set with me. And, you know, that first episode when, you know, they drag him in there and basically disintegrate him. Hey, be careful. This is fine. As Guardian left. Holy crap. And she's like, pause. So I hit pause. She's like, isn't he a god? 
an Asgardian god like like Thor? And I went, yeah. Then how can they do that to him? I said, I'm figuring it's got something to do with that collar around his neck because, you know, his magic ain't working. And apparently the TVA is something hinky. And, you know, she sat there watching it. And by the end of the second episode, she's like, how powerful are these guys? And I'm like, well, it's a little different than what, what, what I've seen in the books, but apparently pretty dang powerful. No, the, T- the TVA is truthfully another one of those things that's outside. You're big shit in your reality. We ain't in your reality. Yeah. You are outside of that. And that's, I, there's a there's a line in one of the Avengers comics after they dealt with Immortals back when Hercules was on the team. And he really, Hercules really didn't like Immortals because he said he treats men and God the same. He was, dismiss, Immortals was kind of dismissive of all of them. He's like, yeah, yeah, okay. I'm the Prince of Power and Lord, you know, I'm here from Olympus and Immortus is kind of like, and? Which, you know, kind of thumped Hercules' ego. Yeah. On a wrap up, I'm going to go just a quick, you know, go around to everybody just quickly. Did you like it? You know, would you recommend it? I liked it. I would recommend it to Marvel fans. What about you, Todd? Like I said, it was I was waiting for the event. Episode six gave me the event, and it made me go from I didn't really give a damn if I saw Ant Man and Wasp Quantum Mania to being one that yeah I'm going to see that because I want I want to see Jonathan Majors as Kang. That that sold me kind of on that on the character in the show. All right, Danny, I really enjoyed it. Jennifer really enjoyed it, which surprised me because. You know, she's not a, a nerd, but she actually enjoyed the show. She enjoyed all the, the their different Lokis. And I think that's what tickled her more than anything was seeing, you know, the old man, the kid, the alligator, and, and the Loki we know kind of like survive. Who's going to break the damn that old Loki died? Oh, yeah. I, I know that. I, I, I wasn't going to bring it up. And how, they, how they survived <laughs> up to that point. I like how you act like he's dead. That was clearly just a better illusion. Always possible. What about you, Tyler? Yeah, I really liked it. And I'm hopeful for season... Like, the the end makes it look like season two is going to be a lot faster paced at jump, which is more exciting. So anyway, uh, if any of y'all out there have... Seen Loki or Black Widow. Uh, and there's something you think we missed that should, we should have brought up, drop it to us in a comment. <clears throat> we can be reached at thenerdeternal at gmail.com. Uh, you can leave a post under the uh, a comment under our YouTube video. Also, you can find us on Facebook. Uh, if you would like to support the show, please, you know, like, subscribe, leave a review, all that kind of jazz that, you know, we content creators always ask you about. Uh, or you go visit our merch shop. You can find it at the nerdeternal.com. Well, that's our website. There's a link to the link to the store. And we've got t-shirts and what have you. Uh, so until next time, uh, again, I've been your host, the experience of some called Jason, and with me has been...
Blair Donna DeVille, the Todd Father. CDL113, the droid you're looking for. And the token millennial, Tarky. And we'll see y'all next time. Bye-bye. Peace.